was a big, big week in celebrity penises. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us. Episode 132 of the program. As always, I let you know how you can get a hold of us. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address. The voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. The Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. iTunes. Subscribe to the show there. And of course, most importantly, Patreon, patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. That is a place you can go and contribute financially to the success of the show. Go there, throw us a few bucks, tip us out, make us feel appreciated because we certainly appreciate it. Uh, Before I get into today's show, I want to thank episode 131 guest, Travis Rogers. If you have not listened to that show yet, I suggest you do. It was very nice to get the chance to return the favor to him. I have been a guest on his show many, many times. I think we figured out, or I figured out a couple episodes ago, uh, that I did more than 200, probably more than 250 segments on his show. So he joined us to do the Baller Lifestyle podcast interview. I appreciate everybody that reached out with email questions, Twitter questions, all of the above. Um, and if you haven't checked that out, please do go check out episode 131 with our very own Travis Rogers. Today on the show, Ed Daly will be checking in again with some pre-recorded takes from London, but joining me now, you haven't heard her in a couple weeks. I figured I would invite her to spend the entire show with us this week. Of course, I'm talking about the Baller Lifestyle Podcast's very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? What a treat it is to be here. It is It is more of a treat. To tr- sit with you and it, have a chat. It's a treat. It's a treat for me. We don't often get to sit and speak like this, so it's yeah. nice. It's I appreciate having you on the show. Um, let's check in with Ed Daly. Ed Daly's. He has some Euro takes for us. Yes, he's reaching out from London. Let's see what he has to say. Ed. Hey Brian, uh, just wanted to a couple quick things. Well, one, I wanted to clarify what I said about Russell Wilson. Um, I got a message, uh, a few messages from people saying. Well, you know, why aren't they allowed to talk about sex with women or something, something like that? But anyway, I was just saying he's a bad guy because he's talking about his sex life with his wife. And I'm not saying guys can't tell stories about a crazy chick or something. But like when guys are talking about sex with a woman they've been with for years, it's it's sad and weird because, you know, usually you have to like hang out with that woman. And uh you know, if it's someone you've been living with for a few years, or wife or fiance, just stop with the stories. Um, you know, it's implied you're having sex, and if you're not, that's that's the problem. Um, but 
whatever. And the fact that he's bragging about wedding night sex is really terrible because wedding night sex is is not the greatest. You're both drunk and tired, but you kind of have to do it. Um, and you know, the bigger point this week is yes, I've seen Orlando's bloom, Orlando Bloom's dick, and uh, I gotta say, guy's got a pretty great dick. And uh, my issue is, wh- why is he paddling or paddle boarding? Why would you do that naked? There's like a lot of moving parts. There's an oar. I would I would think just like a basic protection. And you know, I know I burn more than others, but it seems like you would you would kind of want to cover that thing up a little bit. You want to get sunburned? I mean, the water, the sun coming off the water right on that dick, you it would be troublesome. I don't. I'm not into nudists, like, you know, when you see those nudist colony pictures and they're playing volleyball, like, there's some things that I think it's it's perfectly fine to uh, to put clothes on for. I'm not saying that, you know, we have to be a Puritan society, but it seems like paddleboarding is a weird thing to just have your dick flopping around. But, you know, he's got a great dick, so I guess my thoughts would be different if I had his dick. Okay, Kate. It was a big, big week in celebrity penises. Orlando Bloom exposed his dong to the world for all the world to see, and he and he was paddleboarding with his cock out. I'd like Did, to. Well, there was a few components. To okay, I'd, I'd like to get your take on this. Yes. Firstly, I do not feel pressured to have wedding night sex. I'm just going to get that out there now. No one should. No one should feel pressured to have wedding night sex. I'm going to have the opportunity to have or not have wedding night sex. Okay, you have an agenda here. Coming up mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just going to say that I don't feel like it's something that you have to do. I agree. You can do it. You can. But if you're too wasted, what's the point? Right. It's not like the only time it's you're ever like going to bang. It's not, not like you haven't right. done it before, and you're not going to do it again. That's right. All right. Well, in Russell Wilson's case, he supposedly hadn't done it before, right. but That's just because right. he's the worst. Also, this is his second marriage, by the way. Okay, continue. All right. Um, Orlando Bloom's Why was he paddling nude? Right. It, there was an agenda there, right? He 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 wanted right. to have pictures taken of his Obviously cock. Obviously thought he, it would be funny. Yes, to do some nude paddle boarding. Right. And doesn't care who sees. Yes. Because why would you? Yes. Like Ed said, he has a nice dick. He's, he does. Um, Although, not, it's pretty long, but not super girthy. Yeah, Didn't, but it's not thin either. It wasn't, I wouldn't call I it thin. It's like, it's aesthetically pleasing. I wouldn't call it thin. Yeah, it's, and, bit of a wizard sleeve. Right. Uncut. Not, well, yes, from, the uncut yes, he's from across the pond where they do that, <laughs> primarily. Um, I feel like he probably has some sunscreen on. Yeah, he's this. This was obviously an intended dick capture. Wait, they were in Spain, right? They were in Italy, I believe. Italy. Maybe, maybe they took some Molly. Maybe. Well, no, they were they, having fun. They were having a good well, time. How come? How come big old Katy Perry didn't have her own paddleboard? Well, how come he had to paddle her around on his knees? Well, that's cute. Whatever. Was it? Yeah, there's it's a lot of work chilling together. It's a little, there's a lot. Of, that's a lot of person. Also, I feel like new, pictures of you paddling nude alone are not as sensational as when you have well, bro- well, your admit, yes, your yes, very right. famous girlfriend. So it was. It was in the picture. Yes, it was he very. A, he had an agenda. Very staged. Very planned. Kate, it wasn't as staged. Hold. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. Well, let's get to. I want to save that for later. But I happen to have a picture of 
Orlando Bloom's dick right here. I want you to take a look at it and off the top of your head, give me a ranking one to 10, one being the lowest possible, the worst dick possible, 10 being the most glorious, beautiful dick you've ever seen. What do you rank Orlando Bloom's dick? Oh, that's like a nine. Wow. High scores. Tremendous score for Orlando but, Bloom. Beautiful I mean, dick, it's Orlando. it's far away as well. Like it's I, not, I'd actually, to give it a, a, a more fair score, right. I'd need like a more detailed, less fuzzy Cl- image. Right. It's not, it's not really fair. I love that he's cruising around nude. So a girl that I went to high school with lived in London after high school. Yes. And she became friends with Orlando. And oh, she really? just, she and her sister were Did friends she? with him. I think he was 15 at the time. Oh, he was just like a kid. 17. Oh, okay. And she posted a picture of them um, all together, together on Instagram yes. the other day. Does she, she can't speak to his, uh, an up close view I, of his dick? I don't think so. Oh, unfortunately. We would have her on the show if she could. Uh, yeah, obviously, an agenda based dick shot. I think everyone agrees with that. But. But it's pretty funny. Guy's got a great looking dick. Like if I had a dick it's that pretty, beautiful, I would have it out. It's pretty amusing, the would, whole thing. I would for sure have it out. I would have it out all the time. More than I have my regular looking <laughs> dick out. Uh, okay, Ed Daly, let's see what else is going on in the world of sports. In sports, uh, shortly before the uh, Olympic opening ceremony, Brazilian hero Pele had to pull out because of poor health. And by the way, if you if you want to correct me and say it's Pele, like no, it's Pele because, you know, we're in America. You don't call it Italy, Italia. Call it Pele. Uh, so anyway, the opening committee opted to use Vanderlee Cordero de Lima, a marathon runner who got hosed at the 2004 Olympics when he was leading with three miles left and some jerk off from the crowd in Athens ran onto the course and tackled him. And then uh, de Lima had to settle for bronze. Anyway, de Lima told the reporters that he only found out about an hour before the ceremony that he, he was going to be the guy uh, lighting the cauldron. And where did the reporters run into him? Uh, he was buying beer at a gas station after the show ended, and he was still wearing his Rio 2016 outfit. Now, Brian, considering all the embarrassing news items coming out of the South American country, isn't Vanderlei Cordero de Lima the hero Brazil needs? Uh, so, Kate, your thoughts here. First of all, are you familiar with Pelé? Do you know who Pelé is? I am not. He's like he's like the original. He's like the OG soccer star he's like Be- oh, okay he's like the brazilian bex gotcha. but like from the 70s okay. but like with no underwear tattoos so he was too it was it sounded too taxing like how for him he's how? like you know what i don't really feel like going for a run with the torch right now right maybe give a heads up though maybe give him a couple days notice like i don't think i'm gonna be up to this so they don't have to find wanderlei cordero and throw him into the mix um, straight away is he a known boozer like alcoholic pele yeah i i gotta be honest not too up on Pelé's comings and goings since he left the New York cosmos in the seventies. Uh, drinkers are very unpredictable. In well, that way. he's, I mean, he's Brazilian, so anything goes. Right. You figure, I mean, we, in ni- I just feel like that's par for the course for Brazilians. Like, it, yeah, that thing I'm either I was there, supposed I'm to not, do, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to come. Something came up. Well, even like in 96. I feel like that's how they run their country. We, and by we, I mean America. 
We got uh, what's his name, Muhammad Ali, out there. We got him out, and he had to he had to climb or go up some like moving right. staircase up That's to the top. Right. And that guy had Parkinson's disease. Yeah, I don't think Pele has Parkinson's disease. But Kate, all Pele aside, this other guy, Wanderlei Cordero Silva, or whatever his name was, tight name. It's three names. I'm not sure what it was. He answered the call. He's a marathoner, and it is kind of cool that he's just like a regular Joe. Like he got done working, like a like a like he's a mason or right. a welder, yes, and or an electrician. And then got off work, and what would he do? Over to the stadium. He went and got a twelver. Went and got a twelver at the gas station. Headed home. Hey, wait, wasn't that you? I just saw on the thing. Yeah, that was me. I'm done. Oh, Wanderlei after Wanderlei. he was done. Yeah. Got yeah. Sixer. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, I support that guy. Yes, Ed, you're right. Our next sports story is about the San Diego Padres. Padres executive chairman Ron Fowler had a town hall with season ticket holders in which he spent most of the time trashing his players. I'll be damned if we're going to pay for high-priced talent to sit on their butts and not perform, Fowler said. We made a conscious decision to ship them out because we want people that are prepared to improve, Fowler said. If you're making a lot of money and then you think you're already there, you're not going to get better. Uh, I think he was referring to James Shield and Shields and uh, and Matt Kemp and a couple other guys, maybe Upton that he shipped out. But anyway, Brian, considering he was the guy who paid for and traded for these players who weren't performing, shouldn't he have just opened the town hall by declaring himself the shithead who is bad at his job and ship himself away? Okay, let's. I don't want to get too sportsy here, but let me let me answer Ed's question first, and then I'm then I'm going to solicit your take, Kate. Most ML Major League Baseball GMs are really really stupid, and I base this on the fact that all you got to do is look at any free agent contract because the baseball the ownership has as strong as the baseball players union is, ownership has set up the game in their favor still. My point being is that a player only comes eligible for arbitration when he maybe has one or two of his prime, or not arbitration, free agency, when he only has one or two maybe of his prime years left. Most guys become free agents around 27, 28. And we all know, anybody that follows sport knows that you're you hit about 29, 30, and then you start to decline precipitously. And yet, these guys still write huge contracts to guys that they know are about to be bad. So I don't have any sympathy for any GM. Yes, this GM should have fired himself, but I'm more concerned with this. Kate, You would you call yourself a baseball fan? I mean, yes. You, uh, we've, we've discussed before you, you have sort of a limited, I would not even say rudimentary understanding of the game of baseball. Can you, you? can you kind of sort of give me just a thumbnail? Say you just met me. I've never heard of baseball. Can you explain the game of baseball to me, please? Yeah. I know what you're trying to do. What? Trying to make me look like I don't know about sports. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Particularly baseball. Yes. What's, what's, they how to play does... on a field. It's in the shape of a diamond. That's right. There's a lot of them out there, maybe 56 to 58 people. That's right. 58 players on the field yes, mm-hmm. at, at, at any, at any given time, at right? At all times. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of them have to stand on a spot. What spot? What's a spot? Um, 
a base. What's yes, some some of the guys stand on a base, right? And what about what's who's There's a home plate. There's a home plate, There's right? There's a pitcher. That's he right. He throws the ball at the person with the bat. And he throws it at him? To him. Whatever. To him. Right. And what's I've watched it. Sometimes I feel like he's throwing it at them. Occasionally. Occasionally he might. There is a catcher. And what's the what's the pitcher? He has to squat a lot, and I feel like that he must have very very strong thighs. Yes, you'd have to have strong legs because you're doing like hundreds of squats That's every all I game. Can think about when I see him. Yes, and what's now the pitcher? Does he throw? He throws it to the catcher, and then who's there's somebody in between there, right? There's the the hitters there's up the, there. The batter. The batter. And what's is he? Is the pitcher throwing it so the batter can hit it, or is he throwing it so he can't hit it? So he can't hit it. Right. But he's but he's so he tries to throw it. In a, in a way that makes it hard for him I to hit I think what happens is the guy squatting down with the mask on. Yes, the catcher. He does some, throw some gang signs. Yeah, he does. Yes. At but the pitcher. Down by his dick. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the pitcher, like, speaks that language. Right. He knows what the gang signs and mean. so he throws the ball based on those gang signs. Right. That are being thrown. Right. He's the gang signs tell him like a way to throw the ball. Right. And, but I feel like the batter is like, oh, I know this pitcher. Like, I, I know what he's going to do. Like, he's going to try and like pretend like he's going to throw this one, but he's going to yeah. throw that one. They're trying to guess what's going, what's coming. Yeah. A lot of second guessing. What kind of, what kind of pitch is going to be thrown. Then if you do hit it hard. Yes. Like out of the park. Yeah. You can run all the way around. And what's that called when you hit it out of That's the park? That's a home run, right. a homer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you can what? You, and like if you've, if you've hit it out of the park, you don't even have to run that fast. You can just like do a slow jog. You could trot, right? You can do a trot. And then once, when you run around, how many is that worth? Um, 12. Yes. 12. Is that right? No. No. Couldn't be more <laughs> wrong. Four. It's just it's just the one. it's just the one guy. You yeah, point. every guy that crosses the plate safely is worth one right. run. It's called a run. Yeah, yes. and um, if you only make it to like a base, yes. While you can try to steal the next base, that's true. Yes, you, you can, can do that. Leave your base. Yes, but you better not get tapped out. Yeah, tagged out. Tagged right. And how would you? How do you get tagged out? You get tagged out if the pitcher, yes. like all of a sudden, instead of throwing it at the batter, uh, swivels around yes. and throws it at you. At no, at the person on the base. That's right. Who then, when you try to come home, yes. to your base, yeah, he will tap you out. Yeah, tag. That's that's actually a pretty good understanding of the game. Now I noticed that this this in this story that Ed brought up. I get it was, forced to watch a lot of baseball, and I do. That's not true. Take some of it because we don't. Have, the Directv doesn't have the Dodgers channel, so you never have to watch baseball. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Just it might not be the Dodgers. It's but that's rarely happens because I mean, the guy that you live with only cares about the Dodgers. He doesn't care about any other teams. Now here's the here's the other thing. This speaking of the Dodgers, interesting. Part of the story is that you can probably name two baseball players and you only can name them because they're cute. And one of them was was referenced in this story. Did you say did you hear Ed say the name of a baseball player that yeah, you think but, is handsome? Well, Matt Kemp is handsome, Kemp, mm-hmm. but he is not one of the two guys that I currently like whose names I've forgotten. Oh, really? Because you like two guys on the Dodgers. What are their names? 
Uh, I think Corey Seager. Yeah. Shortstop. You yeah. think he's good looking? Yeah. And Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You also think he's but handsome. Corey I, has now taken. Yeah. Um, well, I think you saw Clayton Kershaw one time and it was, you didn't get a good angle on him and you thought he was cute. And then you saw him again, like in a, in just a um, still picture. And then you just, you decided that he wasn't cute anymore. That but Corey, Corey Seager, you still like. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What up, Corey? Yeah. I don't think he's a listener, but also he's 22. So what? I'm just saying that's like, might not be. What's your point? I'm just wondering. I'm just, I also know. Oh, um, who else? Puig. Oh yeah, Puig. He's got sent to the minor leagues, unfortunately. And oh yeah, Ooh. You're going deep here. I feel like I've not been able to retain any more names. Okay, well you did, you did better than I thought. Good job, Kate. Interesting. Uh, okay, let's. See. I am so sorry for anyone that had to listen to that excruciating <laughs> explanation. I am me. not sorry at all. And you know who else I'm not sorry for. Is anybody in the great state of Texas that can go out right now or walk to their kitchen or their bar and open a bottle of delicious bourbon or rye or single malt Mm. Herman Marshall whiskey? Kate, there there used to be a time when anytime you ordered a vodka drink, it would only, you could only choose a Russian or French Polish or uh-huh. Dutch vodka. Stolichnaya. Right. And then all of a sudden, a little distillery down in Texas said, we're going to take over the world with our vodka. And Tito's vodka was mm-hmm. born. And now it's one of the most popular vodkas out there. And it's the best tasting. Well, Herman Marshall whiskey is ready to, is poised to, to be, be the, the Tito's of vodka. To be the Tito's of whiskey. The Tito's of That's whiskey. That's right? absolutely right. You guys know it is hot down there in Texas right now, which you may hate. I know Ed Daly hates it, but Herman Marshall whiskey loves it because those 90 to 100 degree days in Texas increase barrel pressure to push whiskey into and out of the charred wood barrels more often, making your glass of Texas bourbon smoother and more flavorful. See for yourself and grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer. Herman Marshall, smooth, Texas, whiskey. H.M., not like H&M, the store. No, like H.M., like Herman and Marshall, it's two it's, dudes, that's yeah, their names. It's good, it's good whiskey. It's good whiskey, we got a bottle here and we drank it on the weekend. We do. Yep. In non-sports, recently a McDonald's in Wales tried a new strategy to take advantage of late night, uh, otherwise known as drunk customers. They set up a late night walkthrough that allows patrons to order food while stumbling home. Unsurprisingly, it was an instant success. There's no word on whether or not the late night walkthrough will be introduced to the United States. But Brian, this brings up a more serious question when I was reading this. Are there actual sober people that eat McDonald's? Okay, this is interesting. McDonald's. I'm not, I would say that I eat McDonald's probably like three or four times a year. And most of the time um, is one of two situations. I'm either drunk or hungover. So I would say that Ed is on to something there that, yeah, most people eating McDonald's or fast food of any kind are usually not in their best state. 
not in their, not at their best moment, but I will, uh, I have had this problem before. I'm, I'm in favor of this walkthrough situation because if you're like me, you've gone to a drive through pass. Cause what happens is a lot of these fast food joints, the, the restaurant part will close and yet the drive through will still be open, but you're not in a car you're walking. And so you try to walk up to the drive through and order from the drive through. And then they don't even notice you're there cause you're not in a car. So then you just walk up to the window, in which case they fucking turn you away. They're like, no, you cannot walk up here. I think there's a safety insurance issue because you could get run down by the next car to come through. But more of these places need, if you're going to close the restaurant, we're not all drunk drivers out here. We're responsible people. I remember one time I was in Las Vegas with a few buddies. And I wanted a couple of Jack in the Box tacos at like three o'clock in the morning. And the jack-in-the-box was open, but the restaurant part was op- wasn't open. The only thing that was open was the drive through which they would not sell me tacos from. And they may or may not have called the police to get me to leave. They had had a walk-up window. Wouldn't have been an issue. you have any thoughts on that, Kate? I mean, there was obviously some kind of a, yeah, insurance issue. But it is bullshit. You should be able to walk through. Walk through. Just leave the restaurant open. I guess they don't, they don't want people lingering and loitering in the middle of the night. I, will, I do have a question for you, though. This, this, is go, this is going down. They're opening this walk, up, walk off, walk through window in Wales, which is, uh, is that not, you've spent some time in the UK. Mm-hmm. Is Wales, isn't that like the Kentucky of the UK? Like the Welsh, are they like sort of like the Southerners of the UK? Yes, a little bit special. They have that weird. They have that weird accent. No one can understand them. Yeah, they're like a little like it's sort of like the Appalachia. Yeah, it's a forgotten place of the UK. Very beautiful though. It's beautiful there. Yeah, it looks cold. It's yeah. everywhere's cold it's there. More north. You know who's you know who's Welsh that people probably don't realize is that guy that played Batman. Yeah, Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. That's a Welsh. Welshman, also from Wales. Yeah, Lemmy, R.I.P. from Motorhead. Uh, Let me kill Mister. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's more people from Wales. I mean, we could look them up if we wanted to. I don't. What about the Prince of Wales? The yeah. Prince, but the, he's from England. Right. He's just a regular, That's he's royalty. Title. Yeah, but he's he's like the prince of that area, right? It's true. Yeah. What about William Wales? Yeah, the I don't princes, know. The prince, the other prince. Oh. Prince Harry's brother, William, the one that's going bald. He's called William Wales. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. I think there should be more walk-up fast food because drunks need it. Because then you don't force them to drive. Sometimes, one time. I, cause what I, bad idea encouraging people to get in their car to hit up a drive-thru. Also, here's an, yeah. One time, this is another issue I had at a drive-thru, although this time I was with the cab driver. One time I was taking a cab home and I'm like, hey, driver is an older gentleman. I'm like, on the way to drop me off. Pull through a Del Taco. And he's like, no. And I'm like, what do you, no, I'll get you a burrito or something. Like, just, just pull through. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't stop for food. And I'm like, what? Don't you get more money what a the longer I sit in the car? I have gone through drive throughs and Ubers before. Me too. But in, no problem. In, in one case, I wanted Del Taco. And that's, 
you people that live in other parts of the country, you are so bummed because Del Taco is the best drunk food. Del Taco, when you're drunk, is like, it's like foie gras. It's like the best French restaurant you've ever been to. It's like so just beautiful and appetizing. And But if you're sober, you're like, oh, I don't really want that. But if you're drunk, you're like, oh my God, we need to eat Del Taco. And this fucking guy wouldn't drive me through a Del Taco one time. dick. Yeah, huge dick. Del Taco is so much greater than Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Disgusting. Yeah, Taco Bell, gross. Unless, of course, Taco Bell's interested in sponsoring this podcast. In, case, in which case, I love Taco Bell. Me too. It's burrito supremes for days. Go and get some. Not even here. close. Absolutely. Gordita. Okay, Ed, what else is going on? Our final non-sports story of the week is uh, a bit of a sad one. Uh, there was an Atlantic City, New Jersey man who died recently at the way too young age of 55. His obituary in the press of Atlantic City read that Leroy Bill Black was survived by his loving wife, loving wife, Beretta Harrison Black. Then if you scroll a little further down in the obituary section, the next obituary down in the Atlantic City press or press of Atlantic City was for a guy named Leroy Blast Black. Blast in quotations, of course, because he's got a badass nickname. And this one... Not only is he given the nickname Blast, but his wife, Beretta, is nowhere to be found. But in her place, his long-term girlfriend, Princess Hall, appears in her place. When Philly Voice investigated the situation, Greenwich Funeral Homes told them that the obituaries were placed separately because the wife wanted it one way and the girlfriend wanted it another way. Brian, I know 55 is really young, but considering he was juggling women named princess and beretta do you think uh blast black just shuffled off his mortal coil because too too many women headaches and uh or is it more that he's enjoying life more now dead than he was alive for my money there is simply nothing more baller than having two women fight over you after you're dead i remember when former French President Francois Mitterrand died. His both his wife and his mistress were at the funeral. And I remember I remember being like so struck by that. Like, holy shit. Like this guy was bawling out. And then I remember, who could forget when the great former champion boxer Hector Macho Camacho kicked off in Puerto Rico. There was a full-on brawl between his wife and I think a couple different mistresses. What I'm saying is, is that if it's one thing to have women fighting over you when you're alive, which is pretty baller, but if women are fighting over you and you are fucking dead, there is nothing more baller than that. Kate McManus, your thoughts. Baller or not baller? Not baller. Baller. Super baller. Not baller. Super baller. Two crazy bitches. Yeah, well, one was called Princess. Like, no and this, wonder he, like, checked out. This dude was called Blast. 55 or whatever. Yeah, I bet, I bet he was putting Princess on Blast. That's why she wanted to, to do an obituary. doing his head in. Yeah, you think he so? He's like, later. Yes, I'm out of here. 
It's too much. Well, that's what Ed Daly was saying. It's too stressful. Um, so stressful having to, to juggle. Can you imagine having to juggle to, like, talk about more bitches, more problems. Princess yeah. and Beretta. Yeah, more bitches, more problems. Hey, you know, I mean, that's that, that comes with ballerdom, though. Ballerdom, when you're balling out, this is kind of the problems you have. Yeah. Too many bitches. Right. Too many problems. I will say this. What? Not one, but two printed obituaries. Did this guy die in 1928? Oops, they're still printing obituaries? I'm really into reading obituaries. Well, everyone too. is, but it's like no one gets a paper anymore. Some people do. So it's very, it's just. If we lived in like a little town, we'd probably get like the town paper. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, I feel like even in, in little that, towns, it's on your on phone. On show Fargo, I feel like they get the paper. Well, that show Fargo is set in the 70s. Right. So there was no internet then. So they probably did get the paper. Is this a podcast called Trying to Make Me Look? Even if, even, if you, even if you live in a small town, like the little paper is probably online. It's cheaper to put it on a website than it is to print it on actual paper. I'm going to call, I'm going to start ordering the paper as soon as I get done here. That is crazy. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thanks for all hitting us with all your stories from across the pond, Ed. We do appreciate it. Hot Euro take. We're glad we got to reflect on everything this week. We Uh talked about Matt Kemp, uh, Orlando Bloom, baller guy that had a wife and a mistress, all sorts of stuff. But, Pele, Pele, Pele. Pele. We talked about Pele. Is there a brand called Pele, Pele, Pele? I don't know. Like a hip hop? I don't know. Street. Maybe. Pele, Pele, Pele. Uh, but none of that's important now, Kate, because it's time for the pop culture segment of the show. Oh. But first, we have some life coaching to get to. Somebody has reached out. Guys, on this show, we are life coaches. If you have any kind of personal issue, whether it is a relationship issue, grooming, you need to reach out to a style icon like myself to get your sartorial situation sorted out. That's what we're here for. Send us an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. And we will help you out like we're about to help out John. For practically for free. Yes, almost nothing. Ballers, I don't give my Miha fancy sauce enough cred in emails. Yeah, that's right. So wanted to shout, shout out. her out Who for- Who is this? It's John in Fullerton. Hold on. Just, <laughs> let me give you the shout out. So wanted to shout her out for explaining the Kanye Swift story as I had no idea what it was until she helped. I have a question for her. How much male grooming is too much? I get in my own head and shave areas I question myself on. Top of my nose? Started 8th grade because of Ashley Wetterstrom. Hashtag hey girl. Trim the pits. Esposa teasing. And my ass. My daughter laughing at it. What is too far, Mija? Your favorite Mexican, John of Fools. Kate, what are your thoughts on male grooming, hair removal specifically? Waxing over shaving any day 
even on your face. Like if you have a unibrow or like you said, some nose hairs, like wax that. It's not hard. There's people in your neighborhood that'll do it. That's right. Go to a waxing place. They're all over. Yep. Last last a couple months. If you get them to do your nose, last a couple months. Um, if you want to shave your chest or your back, don't get it waxed too. Mm, interesting. If you need to trim your underarm hair, that's fine. Yes, you can trim that with some scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you are like a competitive road cyclist or a swimmer, you're not allowed to shave your legs. Or, that, your, or your arms. That is, I have a buddy that shaves his legs, and I was checking him out the other day, and I was wondering to myself, why does he do that? You should ask him. I think I have. As long as, and as for your like below the waist area, yes. Um, your waxer can also sort you out down there, however you like. That's right. However you like to look down there. But say, say some guys aren't. That's a big step. For a lot of guys, and I think a bridge too far for a lot of people, specifically people that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. So assuming they're not, that waxing is probably out of the question for these guys. What What's the next closest, next best thing they could do? Get some scissors, yeah. some sharp, small pair of scissors, mm-hmm. and just give yourself like a nice, tight trim down there. Right. Right. Clean it up. Yeah. Keep it nice. You can... Get an, you can get a razor and you can shave your ball sack. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Yes. You can do that. Right. I just think like keep it nice and trimmed right. and tidy. Okay. My thing is, is that you don't want to give your woman or women potential sex partners any reasons not to want to have sex with you. Right. So if that means, you know, bathing, shaving, dealing with those, those nose hairs, you don't, you just want to take the excuses away. You want to present, put your best foot forward. If you will, you want to look as attractive as possible. And that means when you're getting a haircut, have your haircutter just Use that when she's doing your neck with the razor. Have her just get those hairs that are growing out of your ear. She'll do that. She'll just go <laughs> get rid of those. The the nostrils. Either get one of those trimmers and do it yourself. Yeah, order one of those nose hair trimmers yeah. from Amazon. Yeah. You can do it yourself easily. The, those those long stringy ones that grow around your dick. Shave all that off. Yes. Get rid of Please. that stuff. You don't have to. You don't have to go down to the skin. I mean that's preferential, but. Just keep it trim. Keep it looking clean. You want it. You want to make it look nice because you want people to do stuff to that thing. And if it looks unkempt, they're not going to want to touch it. You want them also, to want guys, to touch it. This is not the seventies. Okay, that's right. That's a good point. This is two thousand and it's, almost twenty. Yeah, like we're getting. We're in the future we're not, now. We're not doing retro bush here, so guys. Like, come on, step it up. You're, you're not on Duck Dynasty. Okay, excellent question. Like I said, that was, that was a great. For, thanks for the shout. That was a too. great question, John. John uh, much better than your previous email contributions to the show. Um, if you guys are like John and you have questions for us, you get the female perspective, you get the West Coast perspective, you get the East Coast perspective, you get it all. You get it from down under. 
That's right. All of the above. Reach out, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Send us your questions. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? I will tell you, but firstly, I just want to give a big thanks to this week's Patreon subscribers, Dave Babonis and Cody Gossett. We really appreciate you guys throwing down a little for the podcast. Keeps us hyped to keep doing it for you. Super cool of you guys. Thank you very much. And to Every- those of you that throw down more than the suggested amount on the website. It's crazy. Big thank it's you. It's crazy. Like, I- we, we notice... It's yes. And noted. I cannot, I cannot thank you guys enough. It is a just, it just means so much that you guys think enough of the entertainment you get here every week that it's worth a few dollars or more from it you. Makes me a bit teary. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you guys very much. All right. Hot on the heels of Orlando Bloom's naked beach spree comes some very NSFW nudes from none other than Orlando's nemesis, the Beebs. Interesting. Not one to be outdone. Yes. Justin felt the need to remind the internet again, as he's wont to do, that he is also pretty well hung. Yeah. He's, he specific, he, his were like even more posed than Orlando Bloom. He's like, he always gets a little blood going down there. So it's a little like he has a semi before he, you know, yes, gets into the buff now he's in hawaii i believe like knee deep in a waterfall in all his naked splendid glory this is like he he also much like orlando bloom knew someone was following him and even to the point that maybe maybe he's like had somebody he knew grab some pictures and was like hey just stand over there has more of an agenda than anyone now at all times now we need to talk about we gave we gave orlando bloom a rating and we if you were listening at the beginning of the show, Kate rated Orlando Bloomstick on a scale well, of one to I ten. I couldn't really see. I might have to give it an well, eight just for the fact that I couldn't see it. We'll very split well. the difference. Eight and a half, which is a great cock ranking. Now let's have a look at Justin Bieber's dick, and you can give me a ranking on this one, Kate. One to ten. Hmm. I have to give that one a nine. Really? Very nice. You like it even more well, than well, I. I'm very put off by how hairy. Yeah, we just talked about this. How much pubic mm-hmm. hair he has, but it, I mean, very attractive. It's not as big as Orlando Bloom's, I would say. I don't it's, think it's as long, no. But it's no. fatter. It's fatter, and it's well. See again, I just don't feel like it's. You're I not don't, sure. Well, I don't feel like you can compare. Orlando's was blurry and it was much further away. Right. If there was a picture of Orlando's that was that clear yes. and that close, I think it would be fair to compare. So there, it's. I feel it's, like Orlando's is bigger. It's dick and dick, if you will. I in the in the horse yeah, race it's, between it's these hard two guys. To say. They're both nice. Hard to say. Both nice. Uh, but this Justin Bieber circumcised. The only problem with this, right? It's circumcised. I mean, I don't have like a real preference, right? Um. The only problem with his is that it's attached to him. That's true. That's a problem. It's a real turn off. That's a problem. He's a big douche. And the, the hair, the hair has he's got, got to detract. really daggy tattoos, though. He's got bad tattoos, and he's got just such a massive bush. Like, that needs to be trimmed back. I feel like he should lose a point for the, for the uh, surrounding you're right, bush. You're right. Lose a point. Lose a Seven point. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Orlando Bloom wins the Dick <laughs> Olympics this week. Very, very... Props to the Beeps, though, for being t- Team Kanye. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll give him that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So anyone that's team Kanye, as as the Beeps has come out in support of, you know, which side he's picked. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's not on team Tay-Tay um, gets another point. FYI, I found both of these dick pics on a Twitter account called Celebrity Bulge. If you want, if you're interested, except that the, these two are the only celebrities I've seen on it. I'm pretty sure the rest of these people are YouTubers because I have not heard of one single person on Celebrity Bulge. Uh, I think they're all Vine stars. So it's, you know, unless you're looking for Orlando Bloom or Justin Bieber, I can't really recommend Celebrity Bulge. Uh, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? So Prince's half brother insists that he has a right to live in the singer's home for the rest of his life. Wow. And he's now squaring off against the um, bank that is angling to sell it. Omar, two R's, Baker. Whoa. Just went to court. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh-oh. I know I got a dry throat. Might need some water. Ha- here, have a sip of water. I'll fill time. Hold on. Hold, please. Great dick discussion this week. Really proud of us. Okay, okay. continue. Omar asked a a judge to hear his argument that he has a life estate in the Minnesota home built by Prince for his mom. Omar says he took care of Prince and his mom, Maddie Shaw for years until she died in 2002 in exchange for the right to live there until his dying day. So we'll see what happens. Interesting. This is why you don't want to die without a will dummies. What Prince, if you're good, like if I died with no will, no big deal. I have practically no assets, but this Prince, that guy was worth half a billion dollars. How do you die without saying who's going to get what you have when you die? That's crazy. It is crazy. Guys, get it's with insane. Get with your financial advisor. Get with somebody that can plan this stuff for you. Have a living trust. Have a living will. So you don't get some half brother that you never heard of cruising in and try to squat, trying to squat at your house after you're dead. Right. Okay, what else, Kate? Okay, it's an Amber Heard, Johnny Depp update. Amber Heard's camp has come out swinging, claiming she did not refuse to have her deposition taken this past Saturday. A member of Amber's team said that although she was ready, willing, and able to go forward with her deposition, it was not taken by Johnny's attorney. She waited for 10 hours, and apparently at no time did Amber ever refuse to start the deposition. There was nothing preventing Johnny's counsel from commencing. I don't know what went on. They do not explain why Johnny Depp's lawyers would not want to grill Amber. As we were, as reported, everyone was present, including Johnny and Amber, um, and they had both a court reporter and videographer at the ready. I can, I can tell you what's going on here. Continue. The team member also says Johnny's camp agreed to have Johnny's depot taken this Wednesday, but now says they can't make the date. Um, and also, Amber's team claim they dispute the claim that Amber was an hour and a half late for the deposition. Um, apparently, it was called for 10 a.m., but she called to say she was going to come at 11 because there was lots of paparazzi outside. But apparently, according to TMZ, Amber knew long before she arrived that there was paparazzi. So basically, Amber showed up. Apparently an hour to an hour and a half, depending on who you ask, late. Yes. 
with greasy hair. Not mm-hmm. that that is here or there. And like kind of like disheveled looking. She was like doing up her shirt sleeve buttons yes. as she was waiting yeah. for the lift to come at her attorney's office. Because she was getting worn out by her new boyfriend, Elon Musk. Right. She was getting some of that South African D. Yeah. And on, uh, and then she, she bounced over has last moved, minute. She's moved on. She's upgraded. Um, Net so worth wise. We'll give you an update on what happens if her deposition is well, taken. I'll, I'll tell you right now what's happening. They're work. They're working behind the scenes on a settlement, but they don't want that to be obvious. So they're they're going to delay these depositions because once the deposition is recorded, it's a thing that exists. Yes. And you're going to have to answer questions uh-huh. about things you've said before things yes. you've alleged that yes. happened in the marriage. Yes. And then those can be On used in other situations in court. So what they're what they're doing is they're like, hey, let's figure this out. Let's get this money split up before we have to be deposed. Because if we're deposed, then there's this audio record of what we said. And Which we don't want that. public record. I That's believe. right. Ask Bill Cosby. So um, we'll keep you posted. But it looks like they're heading towards some kind of a financial settlement. Johnny Depp, however, has had his tattoo of Amber's nickname Slim on his knuckles changed to say scum. That's right. He's, which is, <laughs> you figured this guy would have learned his lesson because he had that Winona Forever tattoo right. that he had to get changed to say Wino Forever. Some people never learn. And then, then he's got, then he's got Slim tattooed on his knucks. A knuckle tattoo is a bold move. I mean, you got half a billion in the bank and your own island and shit, then tattoo the fuck out of your I knuckles. I feel like during that meeting, he was really like showing his knuckles off to her. Oh, I bet he was. <laughs> I bet he was. And props to her from going from a really wealthy guy to a, a, a spectacularly wealthy guy. Like that did not, especially with all the, with as crazy as she may or may not be. Or may or may not seem, she bounces from Depp to Elon Musk. That's yeah, insane. Didn't skip a beat. Okay, continue. What else is going on, Kate? I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Okay, I'm good with that. Uh, excellent job, as always, Kate. We really, really appreciate your expertise yes. as well as your life coaching. No there was a lot, a lot of good information. You <laughs> served well as a co-host. You explained the game of baseball to us. We talked about Pelé. It was a very, very refreshing change of pace to have you in, and we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was so nice. You are welcome. Thank you also to Ed Daly for checking in with us from London. You will not hear this show as much as I appreciate you guys and your patronage. I unfortunately am likely going to be out of pocket for the next two weeks. Out of pocket means that you don't have enough money. Oh, no, it just means like not in not available. Does it? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it means both because you don't want to like you don't want to come out of pocket. He doesn't want to come out of pocket. Mm. Meaning, he doesn't want to go into his pocket and yeah. pull his wallet out. I'm out of pocket. But you also say on that thing. You also say, "Um, hey, I couldn't get a hold of him. He's out of pocket." Oh, you learn something well, new. I don't know. I could be misusing it. That's the way I've always used it though. I make up my own uses for things. I'm just getting back at you for the all the baseball stuff. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up for me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you might not hear the show. You you won't hear the show for the next couple weeks as I am away and out of the country, but I will come roaring back in the month of December with a, with our full phalanx of guest hosts or co-hosts. We will all be here ready to roar beginning in the first week of September. So, until 
September. For Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you in a few weeks. Bye, balls. Thank you.